Good evening one and all and welcome along to Season 3, Episode 57 of the UK Dallas Cowboys Fan Club Podcast. Tonight I'm joined by Mike and by Graham and we're going to talk wide receivers in the second round. How are we doing, gentlemen? Yeah, not bad. A little bit tired, but dealing with it. What do you expect when you got two kids and one that isn't sleeping? There you go. Graham, how are things? Yeah, um, anxiety with the off-season couldn't be higher. (laughs) Graham, I love how you just set me up for these things straight away. Because literally, I was... you you logged in there a couple of minutes before we jumped on, and I was saying to Mike, "Just I'm doing something here in the background." So, all season anxiety, right? So far this season, we've we've signed seven, eight of our own guys back. Mm-hmm. We've got two outside free agents. How worried are you both right now? Pretty, pretty. I mean, what is what is not the word I would use? Mm. Um, Anxious is more the the word I would use because, um, like I put, I put up a post in the group, um, basically my opinion of has has each position improved, maintained, or downgraded. Basically, yeah. I like half that of them. One. It was good. I liked it. Half yeah. of them maintained, and the other half downgraded. Mm. Yeah. There hasn't there hasn't been an upgrade. I mean, to my knowledge, I mean you you guys might see. Uh, Washington as an upgrade on Amari Cooper. You may, <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be around the bush. Um, yep. I, I just, I don't see an upgraded um, position at the moment. I mean, obviously, that's not taking into account the strides that players could make to their own personal development. I'm not ruling yep. that out. We could have an amazing step forward in CD Lamb or Dak Prescott or. Um, number 20 or whoever but we can't see that only they can see that so we can only go on what we're seeing basically yeah and that's what i've said before is that there's there's a lot of what people are saying about this team but a lot of it up and down the board really you know when you think of last year's players how were they going to develop how did they take the next step and like i've said before it was when we had rj on from blogging the boys that you've got a handful of players like uh, Demarcus Lawrence, uh, Dak Prescott, Zeke, uh, Mike Parsons, certainly, that are just going to be those guys that are, you know, when you say, you know, oh, God, I don't know, and they could could have a losing season, and you say, well, with with that collection, that pool of plays, just just that that small collection, you go, no, I I don't see it. They're enough to carry you through. Whether they can win the NFC East or get to the playoffs depends really on those middle roster guys developing to the next day. If they develop, then yeah. And, and like you say, Graham, and I agree with you, you can't attest to it because we're not in the building and we're not coaching them, so we can't see that development. Yeah. Like, my, my, my question is, and where I was going with this was, is yeah. we've signed two outside free agents. We have holes at left guard. We have a hole at right tackle. Hole at linebacker. Ah. Not com- not convinced about our, our defensive ends. Not convinced about defensive tackles. Um, and we cannot rely 
on drafting every year. So I went back and had a look at our last four drafts. If I asked you how many starters do we have on the team from those four drafts, how many players would you say we have? So we include obviously including last year's as well, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say seven. Close. I was going to say more like 11. Six. Oh, so our only our only guaranteed starters from the last four classes, Mike Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, Travon Diggs, Tyler Biadish, Leighton Van Der Esch, and Dalton Schultz. Now, maybe we could say seven because Michael Gallup is in that, but... Mm. Michael Gallup is a question mark, a big question mark heading into the season. I think everyone else is a rotational player, and we need we need some of those guys. We need the Neville Gallimores of this world, the Kelvin Josephs, the Osio, also Diggy Zuas, to jump up and push guys out of their way this season. Because if we're going to rely on this income and draft class to give us the players we need, we are in serious trouble. Mm. I mean, but Brian, those those names you've rained off there. Mm. If I'm Tyler Bialish or Leighton Vanderish, I'm extremely mm. nervous. Yeah, because I I've heard I've heard um, this week. Certainly, Mike's been an advocate of Lloyd at twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He could he if Lloyd gets drafted at twenty four, he steps in, starts day one. Yeah. Um they could easily draft a center as a replacement. Um Yeah. I mean what one of the things about <laughs> the offensive line is the unit was bad last year mm-hmm. and we've lost two starters from that bad unit. Yeah. The only thing I how much can it get? <laughs> yeah, well the, the only thing I will say is the fact that they shipped Lyle Collins tells you two things. One, what they thought about Lyle Collins, and also what they think about Terrence Steele. Like and I think of those two narratives, the second one overrides the first one. So that they think that Terrence Steele is not just a viable option, but a better option for you than Lyle Collins, which is why they shipped him off. But I'm going to throw it back at you, Mike, and I think Graham, Graham is going to attest to this as well. If you think Terence Steele is a starter at right tackle, mm. you've already lost your left guard in Connor Williams. Why have you cut Lyle Collins? Why have you not said, let's look at him at left guard? He has played a season at left guard. He had a very good season at left guard. And now we have two holes, effectively. Because See, I don't think Steele is a better football player than him, and I think we've made a mistake. Ooh. The only thing that I would say there is that there was a point in the season where you had both um, Lyle Collins and Terence Steele healthy and on the field. And even mm-hmm. then, and they would have done it, they would have done mm-hmm. it because, you know, you had issues with Connor Williams. With the penalties, holding mm. calls, you know, oh, all right, not too bad in the run, um, in the run side of it, or bad in the pass. So then they switch into Conor McGovern, that still wasn't a good option. And even then, when you had two healthy right tackles, they refused to put Collins in there. 
So there must have been mm. reasons, even at that point for that. So they, they, they would have bound to have tried it. They bound to have looked at it and gone, that isn't working either. So when, like you say, that there must be a, you know, why didn't they do it? Well, they must have done, they, they wouldn't have not tried it and not tested it and at least given a go to see what they had. And mm. then when they're looking at it, they're gone, right, so now we've got two right tackles. One way we've tried in the guard didn't work, so let's ship him off. Yeah. That's Graham, what, that, that's what it, yeah, I look at it as. When you look at the, the step-by-step yeah. step process, you know. Go on. Give us your thoughts, Graham. I know you're itching to say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I understand if, if, you, if you think... If you think Collins isn't worth the money, if you think he's downgrading, if you don't think he's a viable starter anymore, move on from him, fine. But bring somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Have have a plan B. Right yeah. now they've just gone, oh, well, we'll draft somebody. That mm. never, ever, ever, ever works. It, yeah. You know, like, I, I just... It was a bad unit last year, and it's wafer thin at the moment. Um, I, I mean, see, see if you're, see if you're, if you're to explain it to a non-football fan, a non-football fan might say, "Well, right, we'll just draft three or four linemen then," mm-hmm. and you go, "Right, okay, that's fine," but how many are you going to hit on? Yeah, are you going to hit um, on all three of all four? Um, I, I go back to the start of the show. Anxiety, yeah, <laughs> anxiety. Because nobody the, hits the, on all of their draft picks. Yeah. You, if you hit on fifty percent of your draft picks, you're doing well. Yeah, and this this ties back into what I was what I was looking at in terms of last season's class. Mike Parsons is the only starter. Season before, C.D. Lamb, Trayvon Diggs. Tyler Biadish, you know, like that—that's what you have. So I mean, even even if we drafted linemen in the first, second, and third round, there's no guarantee that those two, three linemen are going to come in and actually contribute. So why are we sitting on our hands? Like we've we've nine picks. Surely, surely, they could do something with one of those picks, one of those later round picks and trade for a veteran of some kind because you're you're setting yourself up to fail going into the draft with everybody knowing oh cowboys need line help and if we try and make a trade in the draft everyone knows we're trading to get linemen so why not just do it now i do think that they need to at least in free agency um, when we had Carl Yeomans on, he said the same thing, that they do need to protect themselves with getting at least yeah. a body in. Something, especially yeah. an inside offensive lineman, just, just to protect. Because they've done it with all the positions that they're weakest on, if you look. So mm-hmm. they've gone defensive end with Dante Fowler, wide receiver with James Washington. Neither of them are like, you're going, oh, yes, there we go. We don't need... To, to worry about that in the draft. No, mm-hmm. but if you don't end up drafting a wide receiver or you end up not drafting a pass rusher, you can go into the season with those two guys and be like, 
Oh, okay. You know, you're not like excited about it and you're not confident about it, but mm. they're bodies that will get you through games. Yeah. I, did, I think they need to do the same with that. Let's let's see what you make of this theory. I did I did see I thought it was wild to be, to begin with. But then as the day went on I saw it on Twitter. Um and as the day went on I thought maybe they could there's a theory or, I mean it's it's not a very well known theory, I, I don't think it got a couple <laughs> of retweets and a couple of likes. But there's a theory that they're leaving all this draft cap eh, all this cap space mm. because they're planning to give up next year's one to jump back in for somebody. What do you make of that theory? That they're planning to give up next year's one and two or next year's one and this year's two to get two first rounders from this year? I don't know. Because the, the way that, that when you look at the guys that they're bringing in to look at, it wouldn't really make... If that was the case, then make your 30 visits the lower down guys then. Don't go for guys that you're not... You, there's no point in you checking out because they're not going to be there. There's no point in you having Kenny Green in as a 30 visit. There's no point in going to his pro day. Yeah. But they are. They are. The way I thought, the Cowboys are not one for mortgaging the future. No, no way. No, I mean, they'll give up up a first-round pick, but it's for an established player. So that's not really mortgaging the future. That's just getting them something you already see. The the year when we traded away our first so we could get Amari Cooper, Jerry absolutely detested it. He hated that we did that. He does not like giving up his first. Mm. He, and I yeah. think even at the time during an interview, I think he said something during that. He's like, I'm never doing that again. I'm not giving up a first again. Yeah. I know that that's Jerry talk because he says a lot of, I'm never doing that again talk. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I truly believe that is the case with him. Yeah. And just Paul is just adding a point there that we have draft players we haven't interviewed before. No, yeah, For, of course. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, we could add Conor McGovern to that list. But it, it, it does concern me in that, as you say, Graham, if they're looking to, to, to trade back into the first, again, people are gonna, people are gonna be saying, Cowboys are looking to come back in for another offensive lineman. You want to give me your first and your second next year. It's, it's, it's going to be expensive. So, I wouldn't do it. I think it would be a stupid idea, but would it surprise me? No. <laughs> would anything surprise you with Jerry, though? No. no. I just thought, I mean, I'm not buying into either. Let's let's just yeah. be honest. I'm not, I'm not buying into either, but I just thought it was an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, if they're, like, they, they talk about window of opportunity. You know, mm. Dak, Dak only has so many years left on his current deal. Zeke. Yeah. Same question. Uh, we're going to have to pay Lamb sooner or later. We're going to have. Um, we'll not get into the Parsons talk, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll flip into the main bones of the show, but there is a question here from DJ Dog um, relating to wide receivers. So he said, "says there's rumours of us interested in trading for wide for an NFL wide receiver," and when the Patriots signed Devontae Parker over the weekend, there was talk that we were interested in Devontae Parker. So, is 
and Paul had, Paul's also brought up the point you wouldn't mind taking Jarvis Landry as well. I mean, is there someone, a wide receiver that you could trade for? I know there's one name springs to mind straight away that's free agent right now. I wouldn't want him next night or near the team, given the amount of crap he's spoken about. <laughs> um, but would, you, would, would I be surprised if Jerry went out and did this? No. So, is yeah. something you would do? Would you trade for a wide receiver? No. No. With a fifth rounder? No. No. No, because there's, like, in such a, in such a rich, deep wide receiver draft, why would you go for somebody who has a higher salary, has miles on the clock, Mm. only has so so many years to go, as opposed to taking a flyer on on somebody? Mm. I mean, you never know, you might end up with a Julian Edelman. Um, you might end up with somebody that has a 10-year career. Um, yeah. The only one, the only one I, I, I'm still on the fence about, and mostly it's down to his health and injury history, is that Will Fuller's still on the market. Imagine no. that there. I know no. there's the injury problem, but that's a guy who, when he plays, when he's on the field, is dominated. He's just hardly ever on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't need another Tyron Smith. He he could certainly take the top off the of defense, which we've oh, missed. Yeah. We've missed, mm-hmm. but he would only he would only do it three times a year. Yeah, uh, um, I will say. Problem. I will say on the AJ Brown uh, talk that's been um, dealt with because they yeah. Came, yeah they came out and said yeah there's no chance we are not shopping AJ and they yeah. would be mad shopping. I think. I think there would be um, fire torches and <laughs> knives and sticks uh, mm. arriving in Seattle if they got rid of Metcalf. Metcalf, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah if they get rid of Metcalf and Wilson in the same off-season, there's going to be trouble in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> did um, Just once we're on those two guys, did either of you see the tweet during the week about DK Metcalf's diet? No. No, nah, I'm not buying he eats that. One, he eats one nah. meal a day and four bags of candy. Nah, 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 nah. No <laughs> where, where is he getting his energy from? He's not, you don't get your energy. Oh, sure. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, and don't, don't forget, this is, this is a guy that, like, when they were in the draft, do you remember? And he came out like, he was like, oh, they've done a BMI test on him. And he was like, 1%. And you're like, nobody's 1% fat. You've been dead. <laughs> and then he goes that his diet is eating sweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. Look, we'll we'll jump in anyway. As we say, look, we we've we've talked about the top six guys already. Um, we have another six guys here to talk about. So the guys we're looking at are Sky Moore, George mm. Pickens, John Mechie. Justin Ross, Wandale Robinson, and Mike Hughes, the sixth player. Uh, so we got Mashy, Pickens, Robinson, Watson. Sky Moore, Ross, and Watson. So Christian Watson out of North Dakota State is yeah. the sixth guy. You've got to have one of the small school guys in there. You've got to. Yeah, and in in our group chat, like we we were all, we were all chatting about this, and like Paul Paul asked, were we going to talk about? Uh, sorry. 
I, Khalil Shakir. So, you know, like, we, we all have guys we like. And Mike, I think you said he was 19th on your board. He's 17th yeah. on mine. Okay, so you know, so, so that shows the talent and depth that there is in this class. But if we jump straight in and look, let's talk about Sky Moore. Seeing as we had Jeff on with us on Thursday, he is Jeff's guy. So mm-hmm. let's try and kill this one off as quickly as you can, seeing as there was a full show about him on Thursday. Well, when Graham jumped on, I gave him the list of players. I said Sky Moore, so he went, Phew. so I'm going to let Graham take the... Oh, do you want me? Go on, Greg. No, let you take the first hog of it. Go on. Yeah. Go on. Um, it may be draft silly season. Um, it, it may be people are climbing the board, they're going back, they've, they've watched the combine, they're thinking, hold on a minute, did we get something wrong? Um, and as soon as I jumped on, I said to the guys, is that first round Sky Moore or second round Sky Moore? <laughs> um, all I'm saying is do not be surprised if he goes late on day one uh, because yeah. the, buzz, the buzz is there the buzz is there and if we can take if we can take uh, Travis Frederick 32nd overall exactly. there's no reason why Sky Moore can't go can't go there yeah, yeah. I mean uh, we all know that the Lions need weapons and he would help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like a lot of people, uh, I heard it a lot at the combine. Is that you know, oh, you know, this is a guy who's going to be fantastic playing from the slot. I say that yes, but he's not a pure slot receiver. Just the same as he's not a pure um, outside X type wide receiver either. He's a little of both. Um, but in the worst case scenario, like not so much for the Cowboys, but if you needed to play him just purely from the slot, like if that's the way your roster is built, he can do that. Um, yeah. A lot of people complain because obviously we've been here before, Brian. Western Michigan, so you have people talking about um, the level of competition because it was fairly bad. You know, when you look at some of the teams mm-hmm. he dominated against, so like Kent State and stuff. But on the reverse of that, I, I tell go and watch. Uh, he was against Pitt, right? Amazing game. And against Michigan, he was dominating, uh, certainly when they were trying to play press man on him um, mm-hmm. and try and play like that bump and run. And for a guy his size, because he is small, he's like five foot nine, right? But mm. he's got a rocked out body. He's nearly 200 pounds. So at that size, he's like a rectangle put on its side. But um, you watch him against Michigan, you know, okay, it wasn't a great game, but what you did see is you watch him dominating with his hands and the physicality of the line. Um, and when you say, so you go, there you go, he's dominating against Pitt, Michigan, and you go, all oh, right. So, yeah, they are right. You know, when you say he, he, is some of his best games is like Northern Illinois, and you go, oh, yeah. Kent State, I say. So there is that issue, but um, he is a good player. Huge hands. And we was talking about this before when we were talking wide receiver. I think DJ Dog brought it up. Is his ten split? His ten split is insane. Mm. But it yeah. is what you expect from a guy of his size. So shorter you are, quicker get off. But your long speed will tend to be lower. So like he's like a four four one in the forty. But his ten yard split is a one four six. That is just like insanely fast. Mm. And when you look on a height weight chart and you look at his, 
his is like right at the very top because he's because he's five foot nine. His four four one puts him higher up than the other guys because that's something you expect from somebody who's a lot taller than him. And he he's he he is doing it. His issues are, of course, is just that he's got short hands. Not short hands. His hands are huge, but. His arms and his wingspan are very small. So that means that in terms of a quarterback, you need him to be quite accurate because his wingspan means his catch radius is small. And you do mm-hmm. see that on tape. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's telegraphed. Yeah. He needs to telegraph a lot. One of the other things I saw is he's not going to run away from corners. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't have yeah. the, the physical acceleration. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. he'll get the job done. But he's not. He doesn't have elite speed, and I just wonder if that's one of the main things that's keeping him out of the first round. He's not gonna, you know, no, is, would, is, he, is he solely a slot receiver? No, I would say no. He's not solely a slot receiver. He's a yak weapon, is what he yeah. is. You know, um, just think of it mm. like CD Lamb in that sense. You know, like we all say, CD Lamb, keep him in the slot, keep him in the slot, but. If you put him on the outside, C.D. Lamb, he will give you production. He will get you mm. yards. But what you don't want to do with C.D. Lamb is make him run down field. You want him to come on crossing routes and um, try and get onto quick seams and get that ball to him quicker or maybe even on um, screen passes. That's mm. probably what you would do with Sky Moore as well. You just want to get the ball to him because he is insanely elusive it is what skies that's his biggest trait is his elusiveness is that he's nifty he's shifty he can um get through his gears quickly too both up and down um so what what that means is he can get around it a lot quicker his issues are catch radius and route tree that's the biggest problem with him and that's what's keeping him out of the first round and really what you want in your first round guys is you, you Although he's got something mastered, he's got a, a big de- deficit in something too. And it, it, you know, at five foot nine, you know, what are you expecting? And that's where I agree mm-hmm. with you: is that that downfield weapon type is what the problem is. DJ Dog's talking my language. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's where we shop for wide receivers, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean. From the sounds of it, I'm like, look, I'll admit I'm not a not a huge Sky Moore guy. I haven't watched that much of him. But, I mean, if you want C.D. Lamb playing out of the slot or coming across, as you say, across the field or on screens, mm. and you want Sky Moore doing the same thing, where's your deep threat? Where yeah. is your guy who's going to draw safeties and requires that single high yeah. coverage yeah. or double. At the moment, that's Mike Jalas, and he's injured. He's not going to be available <laughs> yeah. for the first eight games. So, and mm. Washington's not going to do that either. Yeah. So, mm. you know. Mm. So, um, I, like, what, what I like with Sky Moore is that, you know, like, what you've had with Debo Samuel, um, the way the 49ers play. You can very mm. much do that with him. Like, the, one of the things I was watching when you watch him, is you get, um, I'm going to sound like a wine connoisseur, you get tones of. Uh, you get tones of Julian Edelman, is what you get. And Julian Edelman, when you watch it, he's he's doing, he's the short guy, he's the little guy, mm. runs only one route his entire career. 
Um, so well done on that, Julian. Um, but you see him in the backfield too, coming into the backfield and doing that sort of work uh, as well. Um, and yeah. that's how I feel you would be playing Sky Moore. So, and you did say this off camera, Mike, is that every one of these prospects has an issue. Yeah, yeah. For me, the issue is... If you're bringing him into the backfield and you're running CD Lamb on crossing routes, you're not extending the field. You have nobody with the ability to extend the field, which is what you need. You need threats everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even even when Michael Gallup is fully fit, Michael Gallup does not have elite speed. He has great hands and has the ability to stretch the field maybe 20 yards. But you effectively have a lot of guys running into the same area because Schultz will be running into that area. Um, and, you know, it's it's short. It's dink and dunk. It's this Kellamore dink and dunk game last year that just did not work. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, and what we don't want to go back to is having to try and figure this out on the fly and go back to that, oh, it's wide receiver by committee, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And that's so, effectively why we went and got Mary Cooper was because we didn't have a one. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm still not convinced C.D. Lamb is a wide receiver. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. in terms of... Uh, when you look at um, where Volante's telling you off, yeah, he's put it in caps. <laughs> I know he's putting it in caps. I've seen James Washington in the flesh in college ball, and he was not a threat against yeah. Texas. They don't play defense in the Big Twelve, and he was a non-factor in that game. James Washington is a nothing player. He is a guy we signed for depth. And if we draft a first-round wide receiver, be it one of those top six guys, expect James Washington to be cut and off this roster. He is not a downfield threat. Yeah. And one of the things I will say as well that might interest them in Sky Moore, because we've seen this on the reverse side, is that Sky Moore, when he was recruited by... Um, West Michigan, he mm. was um, recruited to play cornerback because that's what he mm. was better at playing. But then he switched um, whilst playing anyway. Like, yeah, play and we've seen that before. And what that does is it, it gives you a, a feel for the other side of the game. Um, you know, as I say, Trayvon, good example of that. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean... Just that the, the one thing you do have to be careful with is, yeah, Skymore will give you slot production, which the Cowboys have already got, but he is not a pure slot wide receiver. I think it's dangerous to just peg him as a slot wide receiver. It's more than that. So, myself and Valenti are getting into it here in the chat. <laughs> and I know OSU is your team, Andrew. I saw the guy in the flesh. He's not good enough. He's clearly not good enough. He was at Pittsburgh who throw the ball more than most teams. He was a non-factor in Pittsburgh. He'll be a non-factor in Dallas if he even gets to play. (laughs) But look, let's move on and let's talk about some of the other guys Uh, on on this. So if we look at, like, I'm going to bunch the next two guys together uh, Mm. 
George Pankins and John Mechie because both of these guys have injury issues and concerns which they're coming off. And you could nearly throw Justin Ross into the same category. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if you looked at these guys a year ago, two years ago, they would have been a lot higher. They would have been in the first round talk, but injuries are are after affecting them. And it's ACLs. It's, yeah, it's both of them ACLs. Yeah. You know, it's 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 long term injuries that are gonna that are gonna hold these guys back. So yeah. if we talk about John Necci first. Yeah. Um I mean like because he's probably the most recent to get the injury too. His was in the mm-hmm. SEC championship game. ACL mm-hmm. stock plummet, as it would. Um I I, I don't know. Uh, the good thing with Mashi is you have seen and we've talked about this before, is the year-on-year transition. So he's always got yeah. stepping up, right? Now, the other yeah. guy that we're talking about, Pickens, he's gone the other way. I actually see Pickens, and I know we'll talk about him in a minute, is yeah. I see him as the Stingley of the wide receiver group. But um, Yes, agreed. Yeah, so, but with, with Mashi, that is not so much the case, is that you're seeing it step by step. But the issue is, is literally that we're talking... Alabama played two more games at the point mm-hmm. of when Meshi got his injury. Um, the the guy is a good player, and the the, the biggest thing you can you you can get with John Meshi is the thing that me and you, Brian, talk about a lot with wide receivers. The most important thing I want to tick on my box is route running, and mm-hmm. he is he, his route running is incredible. Good tree, uh, physical at the stem. Doesn't round off at the top. They're sharp, they're snappy, and he he does have most of the tree uh, figured out as well. And he did that really from an early stage uh, of playing in Alabama. Um, the issue for him, the biggest problem you have is just the health problems. Um, and when you think about it, he's not a hugely physical player. Um, mm-hmm. He does it with a bit of savviness. So then yeah. you think, oh, you're throwing an ACL to How's that going to affect the game? How does that affect him going mm-hmm. forward? Because um, yeah. he does get boxed out quite easily. Um, yeah. And when you think about it, at the college level, if that's happening, it's going to happen certainly at the NFL level. Mm-hmm. I like the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, can't really... Can't really add much more to that. I mean, what what makes things absolutely right? You know, you have to be polished in the college level um, because if you'll come up against weaknesses in the college level, and you're coming up against the creme de month of the ah, NFL the every every, like every single <laughs> week. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> let me let me try and get his his um, mm-hmm. sort of his. Um, Numbers up, and I'll try and have a look here because, like, I know that they're not yeah. very good either, um, yeah. which is another problem. Right, here we go. So, um, you just you, you can just go through them, and as soon as you start rattling these off, you go the physical traits of everything. Like you say, it's not a physical player, and he doesn't have much in terms of physical traits. So, you're talking five foot 11, so that's not so bad. All right, mm-hmm. you can live with that. When eight seven in weight, now all of a sudden you're going height weight. Combined, you're going 
Okay. All right. Okay. But then you throw this in. You go a 73 inch wingspan. That's 15th percentile. Arm length, yeah. 30 inch. 16th percentile. Hand size, 9 inch. Bear in mind, um, there's, I, I'm trying to remember, there was a fact I heard, and I can't remember when. It may have changed. So, like, the half life of facts. Um, change, don't they, quite quickly, especially in sports. But, like, I think I read somewhere that something like nine-inch hands is, like, literally the cutoff, that there's never been a player that has had a successful NFL career with nine-inch hands or less. And he's, like, literally right on that cutoff line. But it, it, that, as well, you throw that in, that's 39th percentile. So, like, the, 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 when you think of, and when you watch it, you do see it, the, the physical shape of that player, of what he looks like. And then you throw in the ACL tear, he's not physical at the line, and it's happening in college, yeah. even now into the big leagues. That's what's giving the worst, this is the ACL. Yeah. The yeah. ACL is the biggest problem, and it happens so soon as well. Um, like, But, you know, in terms of his release, in terms of his route running, um, and like I say, when you look at it, like how he is as a playmaker, when you look at his freshman year to this season, it always looks better. It's gotten better. It's looking sharper. It's looking crisper. And there's always been a nice progressive step. So you, you, he's got that going for him too. I mean, this is a perfect example here of... The medicals will tell you more. We don't get them. The teams that yeah. are interested will have done their due dil- diligence and they'll know more about this. But regardless, still, when you think that, that the tear hat, you know, he got the injury in like, I mean, what are we talking? December. So, SEC Championship game. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're going to be at best. You know, you're talking that this is a guy coming into his rookie season halfway through the season mm. and trying to catch on. Yeah. And um, is the problem there not the fact that you also have Michael Gallup, who is coming in midway through the season? You're potentially having lost a whole season. Mm. Mike McCarthy's ass is so hot he can't sit down. <laughs> Yeah, he's not making you a know, pick for so, the future. Me- yeah. look, what what Meshi is is a pick for the future, the same as somewhat with Pickens as well. But I've got yeah. I've, I've got further issues with Pickens than I do Meshi, mm. which is why yeah. Pickens is further down my board than Meshi is. Yeah, um, yeah. no, agreed. But yeah, Meshi is he, he's a decent pick, but he is a pick for the future. And like you say, um, mm. Mike McCarthy's got hot, hot butts at the moment. Um, yeah, and when you got when you got hot butts, you do not want to be taking a pick for the future. None of these picks yeah. are going to be picked for the future because he's got hot butts. Yeah, and I'm going to keep saying hot butts, <laughs> hot cross butts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Easter. There we go. Um, Graham, the other one was for the chat. Yeah, sorry for the chat on on John Mechie, or will we jump on to George Pickens? Now, um, from a Cowboys perspective, no. no. Yeah, what Mike Stein is absolutely right. Um, so when, when now, um, we have enough ACL history 
Um, mm-hmm. Don't need any more. Because <laughs> um, at the minute, if the Cowboys were to play this Sunday, we've got <laughs> CeeDee Lamb, yeah. Noah Brown and James Washington. Mm-hmm. So we can't really afford a, a, yeah. a Mechie to... to Don't forget this TJ Vash is still there. Oh, God, Simi yeah. Fioko would oh, start good. over James Oh, yes, Simi Fioko as well, of course. Yeah, my God. <laughs> but, like, Mike, if you, if you want to jump on to George Pickens, because, as I say, George Pickens, if you were looking at this two, three years ago, George Pickens was a first-round talent. Oh, yeah. And as you say, season by season, and it is injury-based, has seen him drop and drop and drop. The guy undoubtedly has talent, but he, does, yeah. he he played his college career with Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. in a dominant Clemson team, and right Pickens, you're on as that. I said, the injuries caught him. Yeah, yeah. Pickens, Georgia. Georgia, shit. <laughs> sorry, I think we just, yeah, sorry. You think it's just lost? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't worry, I got yeah. issues with him as well, so yeah. we'll, we'll strike him as well. But yeah, he's, yeah. He's as they say, yeah. I told you to treat so Justin Fields. together. But it's just the same because he's Justin Fields. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but George, yeah, take, uh, take it away. Great, great, great. dropped. He's had his say on Sky Morning, he's done. But, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I say, he, he, for me, is like the Stingley of the wide receiver group. Brilliant freshman year. And you're going, man, this is a guy that could very well go in the first round when you're watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, freshman year, double, almost double digit in touchdowns. Um, looking very good, very crisp. Um, was making was taking uh snaps from the the wide you know as a wide receiver or slot receiver uh coming inside doing all that work and moving around quite a bit and, and you've seen it was great then all of a sudden he has probably his worst season then in in 2020 that was just bad and then last year he's he's recovering from an acl injury that he got mm-hmm. and then but the good thing with Pickens is you don't have to. You can literally go to the his last the, the last game. You don't need to go very far in terms of tape. Mm. Go to the um, the college football Cincinnati, yeah, and you go wow. And he has like literally his career game. Um, mm. and I think I read like literally half of his yards in last season <laughs> was in one game, which was the championship game. So you think when the lights are the brightest, the pressure's on the most, he's the guy that just went for it. Um, yeah. But it, this is a guy where you need to take a look at and figure out what it is with him. Why was it going wrong? What were the problems? Because um, he's got ball skills. But, but like yeah. in terms of all the wide receivers in, in this class, Pickens, in terms of ball skills, has the most. He's probably one of the best um, X wide receivers that you can put out there and you'll feel happy. He's going to develop. He's going to move on. It's great. But you just worry about the improvements in his health and you can see it from season by season that it's never gotten better. It's gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just you worry about it, you know. Um 
There was also uh, another issue. Uh, we won't dive too much. There was off-field issues as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he violated team rules. He's even got kicked out of a game as well. So there's all these these little red flags popping up with him as well. Yeah. Um, you can go and check them out for yourselves. We don't have to talk about them. Yet. I don't like. Yeah, the, absolutely. I, yeah, I don't like to drive people for the mud like that. Um, no, 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 and. Something I did notice as well, a big, big change that you definitely see is go and watch his freshman tape and watch the, the, the top end speed, right? The straight line speed. You go, very nice. Now go and watch him in his final season. You go, hmm, he's slow. So he's mm-hmm. definitely lost a lot of speed in that yeah. time. Is that down to the ACL? I think so. Injuries are more yeah. than anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that as well. So I, yeah, and you could definitely, you don't even, if you just go and type in a Georgia game on YouTube tonight, and you'll find Pickens on there, and you'll go, oh wow, that, yeah, he's got some, he's got wheels on him. You know, he's moving. Um, you wouldn't say he's an elite speed track type guy, but on the field play speed, yeah, fine. Mm-hmm. Top end is brilliant. But then you go and watch him last season, and you just go. Yeah, that, that, that's he's lost. He's lost juice, like you know, he's missing yeah. it. Um, one, uh, one of well, the one of the game tapes I can't get out of my head. You guys will know who it is. Um, there is one particular snap where he he jam he jams the corner, and the corner has to buy a ticket to get back in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I mean, uh, folks can go I back know. and watch it in their own time, yeah. but basically the corner disappears out of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who that corner was, I don't know. He was obviously... Um, I'm trying to think of the colour. It, it might have been a Georgia Tech team when they right. played Georgia Tech. Right. But yeah. Again, he going back to the ACL, um, the, the Cowboys as an organisation have enough problems with knee injuries um yeah i just to go and use to go and use a high caliber pick day one or day two pick again scary because um if you're going to pick somebody up you need um you need you need clean knees you need Mm. perfectly good knees we've we've already got michael gallup issues at acl so Last thing we yeah. want to do is, I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine the bad press if um, Mechie or Pickens is wearing the star next year and they go down with an ACL? Yeah, but we knew about the ACL. I think McCarthy knew this. The Joneses knew this. Blah blah blah. It's it's just gonna it's gonna catch fire. So yeah, they have to let's just hope they, re- they let's just hope they remove that barrier off the end of the field so they. You- you know, we don't get a a, a a a questionable injury type player, and he goes and flips the barrier. Just look what I've done to Michael Gallup. <laughs> yeah, because I just just literally, I just I I have um, the last eleven draft history here, and mm-hmm. ACL issues are not uncommon in SEC teams. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. Alabama teams because mm-hmm. it was Jalen Waddle had one last year. Wasn't That's right. It? Yeah, yeah. And Jalen Waddle hasn't been the same player in the NFL. So mm-hmm. would we risk it with Mechie again? I I would be staying clear if it's me. 
Um, the same applies for Pickens. I hate this idea that we pick project players and guys that might be first-round talents, but injuries push them to the second. I'm sick of it. I just want a guy who can contribute because we need guys who can contribute on the field. As we say, McCarthy's ass is red hot. It's a hot cross bone at the minute. Mm, mm. So I, just, I don't I, think I, we I can agree afford with you, to Brian. Take. Just I think with that many with that many holes on offense and defense. Um, we don't have time for another Jalen Smith project. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, Smith hasn't had the recurrence of the injury, to my knowledge, and he yeah. seems to be over it and good on him. Um, but that's that's in the past now, and it took us 18 months to get Smith up to speed. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, McCarthy does not have that time. Despite um, having a winning season, I will add, that I don't think that... I don't think the seat is necessarily red hot. Um, the seat warmer's on, but I don't think it's. <laughs> I think you can certainly sit on it. Um, yeah. The the Sean Payton sideline is another story, but that's <laughs> for another podcast. Um, I, I, I do have something on that for you if you if you want if you want to talk about that for a second. But go on ahead. Oh, I was just going to stay away from it to be perfectly yeah. honest. No, um, because yeah, I, don't, I, I agree with you, Graham. Projects, basically, yeah, I, like I agree with you. I don't, for me, I would say that McCarthy's seat is not red hot. It's mm, it's it's it's, lu- it's lukewarm for me, bec- but it's red hot because the window is closing. I think this is the last year of our window because if we don't get it done this year, you have to look at rebuilding the line because Tyron will miss time. Zach is an all-pro. He is a Hall of Famer. He's first ballot Hall of Famer for me. But how much longer can we hold on to a guy like that? Um, and that's that. That's what. That's why I think if things don't go well this season, I think they will cut and run. On McCarthy, and I think it would be unfair. Mm. I don't want I don't want this to fall into the, the Mike McCarthy show because I know we're doing my yeah. receivers, but yes, we are, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Mike, we're going to trade away your your number one receiver. Mm. We're going to trade away your old right tackle. Yeah, we're going to we're not going to give you any offensive line help in free agency. Um. <laughs> We're not going to re-sign one of your defensive ends, um, but we still expect you to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, do you get what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, like, I, I just it doesn't add up to me. And here's the here's the crazy part. I, I I don't want to put the fear in you guys, but here's a crazy one to think about: is think about now, like Zach Martin, right? With a clearly one of the best guards in the NFL. Right, certainly you could easy, yeah. You can make a very good argument on that, right? But think about this: he's getting to the wrong side of thirty, so he's coming towards the end. I know, not to put the fear in you, and think about that line without Zach Martin. Yeah, now your stomach turns. Yeah, Rich, somewhere Rich has just spilled his coffee. But again, the air is like, blue like, very close to my house. I get what you're saying. It's yeah. scary. Yeah. It's scary. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Um, like I, I, I think this kind of tees up what DJ Dog said here is that we get Zion Johnson or Kenyon Green in the first. You go for the offense, Ohio State tackle. I think that's Taylor Munford, is it? He's talking about mm. Mike. It could be. And then go for a wide receiver in the third or later. That's I mean, I think that me. would be a smart strategy. That sounds good to me, but... It's not about Evan Neal, probably, actually. Is, is that... Is that... Is no, no oh, Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I am I am tired. I think it's uh, Aaron Munford. And Petit. Remember, this is, this is Jerry Jones. Petit we're talking about. Yeah. This is Jerry Jones we're talking about. And um, guards and tackles don't make splashes. Why do yeah. you make splashes? But then you say that he went for a run of you look like, Tyron Smith, uh, Travis Frederick, Zach Martin. He does. So he, he will do it. He will, he, if he the does. guy's there, he'll pull it. And we've seen it, and we've seen it on um, in a short succession of seasons where he did it too. When you yeah. think of when Tyron Smith and Zach Martin got picked, there weren't that many seasons between them all. But another thing Smith I've been... was. 2010, then 13 yeah. and 14 was Frederick and Martin, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But another so thing I've been considering, though, another thing I've been considering is that they've moved on from Cooper. Would it not be just like the Joneses to say, yeah, we've moved on from Cooper, but we got you the best wide receiver in the draft for a sixth of the money. How good are we? Mm. Do you get, do you get mm. what I'm saying? I do, yeah, I do. But again, it's not much use if Dak's nice white jersey ends up black after every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, if if they don't protect them, we're going to be right back to square one. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who's the next wide receiver, Brian? Justin Ross. <laughs> Um, actually, I think we can. I think we can wrap wrap Justin Ross in 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 record time and say similar to Pickens, downward trend in graft, injury issues, played with a good quarterback and has injury concerns. Anything well, else? I mean, it, the the trouble with Justin Ross is that, and I, I I'm not saying this to be like fanboyish or cruel or anything, is that he plays at Clemson, right? And you go, well, what's wrong with that? And what's wrong with that is in terms of, if you look at their wide receiver core, literally all their wide receivers are exactly the same. Yep. That's the trouble. So that's where just Justin Ross has struggled. Because when you look at the Clemson wide receiver, there is no... Different, like, like you know, you want a short guy, you want a fast guy, you want a um, a jump ball specialist or an ex possession type wide receiver. It's not all the wide receivers in Clemson are all the same, so it's easy to defend. And so, in his defence, um, you know, there was that going for him in Clemson, where they they, they were all one of similar moulds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Massive wingspan. Uh, I'll try and get his. Car. I'll get his numbers up in a moment. But I know it's a massive wingspan. It's huge, um, mm-hmm. and for a guy his size as well, he can switch directions really, really well. Um, yeah. So that opens up the route tree, obviously. 
Um, yeah. But as you say, the, um, the, 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 this is what's crazy with this guy. Injury is a history as well. The big mm-hmm. one, the big, big one, the big injury he had was on his spine. He had to have spinal yeah. surgery. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, yeah. Go on, G. The three flags for me is that he only he only participated in the bench press at the combine. Mm-hmm. I get he, did, up. he didn't do anything else. Um, missed the whole of the 2020 season, if I'm right. Yeah. So you're really talking about, oh, and he had a foot injury. 20, yeah. in, in 2021. So I, I bring yeah. up his entire because I, I write all the, yeah. the players' injuries down. You're, you're pretty much you're wrong. pretty much judging the 2019 tape, and that's yeah. not yeah. good. <laughs> and so, sh- sh- we've got so in total, right? This is hell of a list: shoulder, spinal yeah. surgery, uh, concussion, foot, mm-hmm. knee. Yeah, I'm there's a- not much. There's not many body parts left. I mean, there's no elbow or wrist or thumb. It's all core body. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like Tony Romo's injury yesterday. (laughs) And the guy hasn't played the snap yet. Yeah, Yeah. it is crazy. Like, height weight, you you can live with. You know, it's not an issue, so fine. You know, you you live with it. Arm length, wingspan is an issue. Uh, Not an issue, but... The arm length is an issue, but the wingspan in terms of his catch radius is really good. He managed to make up for it in that way. And he's good in terms of, you know, like high point in the ball. Um, the wingspan, as I say, although it doesn't measure up well, he, he manages it well. So it creates large windows for, for plays to throw into. But as you say, Greg, at the combine, you know, and this is ties in nicely with what his biggest weakness is, is he only did the bench press and he only yanked 11 out. Which yeah. is like twentieth percentile. It's not good at all. And his Ooh. biggest weakness, his biggest biggest problem, is um, is physicality. So he he is limited in his explosiveness, and he's limited in terms of being able to break away from corners at the line. And, and yeah. you see that, and the bench press proves very much proves what you're watching. Yeah, I mean the the, the combine was so important for him. It was mm. so important for him to say to scouts, um, "My name is Justin Ross, and you have missed me. You have, you have not evaluated me properly." Mm. He mm. gave no indication at the combine. Um, I don't, I don't, I, know his, I don't know his pro day off the top of my head, but the combine was so Ignore important to him, and he, he he wasn't there. Yeah. His biggest issue is simple is simply that he plays wide receiver at Clemson. That that's the biggest yeah. thing because like there's no in terms of being able to develop because there's no yeah. need to because they're all one of the same mould. Uh and that's what made them so easy to defend last season, is that they, they literally they were all the same. Um if I was to give you a round sixth or seventh, maybe. Um, I'll tell you now, my wide receiver 14, and I've given him a cheat grade of 3 4. I mean, I, I, I think he's a special teamer. He very well could be, you know, depending yeah. on how teams see the, the medical. Because I'm saying 3 4, and I'm basing that off tape. I, I can't, although yeah. you, you take injuries into consideration, you don't know how bad that, that especially the spinal injury, is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The the 
the concussions when you total all of them and what effect has that had? Um, yeah, imagine imagine the doctors up and down the league that have said to their head coaches, "Do not touch." <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. That yeah. something will fall apart quickly. <laughs> uh, at least yeah. if he's a special team where he has limited time on the field. Yeah, I mean, he's very much Jacoby Myers is a good way to put him when he is playing. He, he is that mm. type of guy. Um, yeah. You know, you could use him as a big slot if you wanted to go down that right way, down yeah. that road. Um, so then you create them them crazy little mismatches that, that seem to be going that way in the NFL. But, yeah, like I say, what he really needed to do, like I say, we agree with Graham, is he, he needed to show he could be, especially in his weight class of wide receivers, that he could manhandle uh, and be yeah. physical because you don't see it on tape and you didn't see that. Um, he's 6'4". So he's, he's not physical. Big, big body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, and he's got the weight too. Here, Here's the concern, Mike, right? Hmm. Again, you mentioned slot receiver. So, in the same breath as we said about Sky Moore and CD Lamb doing similar things, and Dalton Schultz and Gallup, you're still doing the same thing. You're you're putting a guy in there who's not going to get you what you really need. And if you're sending that guy across the middle in the NFL, you're inviting him to be killed because linebackers will line him up. Mm. And will absolutely lay the wood on him. So, I would personally nearly take him off my board at this stage. There's just too many red flags, too many concerns. Yeah, there are a lot of red flags there. Yeah. So, I think we have thoroughly deflated everybody. But (laughs) we are going to raise you back up. Because when myself and Mike were talking about this at the weekend... We, we we put names down. We, we we always pick six names, and I I put down seven. Mike was there, like, oh, we have to talk about this guy, and we ended up. We said oh, we might have to talk about seven or eight guys. So we're going to bring <laughs> you back up and raise you back up because this guy is one of Mike's pet cats. So I'll, I I'm going to throw it straight over to you, Graham Wandale Robinson, and leave Mike waiting. <laughs> 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 That's a shame. <laughs> all right, all right. It gives me time um, to bring up his combine number. Oh yeah. <laughs> so for for what Graham is looking there, Wandale Robinson, wide receiver out of Kentucky. He mm. is a big body wide receiver. Very He's much. a do it all wide receiver. He Very is much. a great great catcher of the ball. He can high point the ball and. Mm. He has and as of a guy of his height, he's only five yeah. foot eleven, and he will high point the ball. Yeah. So there's there's some there's some of the quick facts about him. As we say, we 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 had trouble getting this down to just six guys to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like you say, you met, one of the big things you mentioned is exactly what he is. His biggest trait, if you like, is his versatility. Um, it's something I'm becoming more and more a fan of. I know the, the okay, yeah, all right, we'll we'll go down there. Um, out jumps defenders, contested catches, like you say, um, really good. Um, in terms of um, playing in traffic as well, he just has a natural feel of working his way through traffic and playing through traffic. 
um, mm-hmm. which is really good. And here's an interesting point as well, he also played running back. So going back to that Debo Samuel talk with the 49ers yeah. that we're seeing, could do a bit of that work where he can, mm-hmm. um, you know, just returning back to the versatility talk. Um, runs really good routes. Does You know, yeah. like you see some sick, sick routes uh, coming from him. Uh, feet, hands, eyes, they're just always constantly, uh, I know it's this weird thing to say, but they literally are always active. They're always doing something and very busy on the field. Um, the biggest issue, because you, you look at everything with Wandale and you go, yeah, that, everything he's doing is ticking boxes, ticking boxes, ticking, and you love it. The issue is, is it's only last season he done it. Yeah. That's the big problem. That's the big thing. You've got nothing he... else to go off. Literally nothing. Is he a Cole Beasley? No, no, he's better. He's better. Better. Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly got potential to be a starter. I mean, you go forty. I tell you what, here's one that ties in quite nicely for you: Ty Montgomery. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's what I hope he wouldn't be as thick as Ty. He wouldn't be as thick as Ty Montgomery. He would be more slender bodied. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in terms of style of play, mm. what, what you're looking at, when yeah, Graham saying yeah. Cole Beasley, I'd say it's more Ty Montgomery. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what fair. you're looking at. Um, oh, I, I did bring up his numbers, so obviously, um, height weight issue. Now, you, you straight away you hit the first problems of what you have with one day, and that is arm length and wingspan. And I know I mentioned before, but this. It doesn't even register, right? It's that small. It's that much of an issue for him. So his wingspan and his arm length, both in 0%. They're, they, they are that small, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, although he high points the ball, he's doing it with... Um, so he's got a one one eight in his broad jump, which is not great, but given his height is okay. You can live with it. Um yeah. But he's doing it when you look at his 10-yard split, 1.59. You go, hmm, okay. It's not a great get-off. But it's the physical traits that are the biggest issue for him in in that regards. Uh, and the other one for me is that it's it's just one year. I've got nothing. It was a great year. It's a fantastic year um, at Kentucky. Um, and, like, you know, missed tackles. He's got 22. In all of NCAA, ranks in the top 10. Right? And you, you go, okay, deep catches in the top 10. Screen catches in the top 10. Slot catches in the top 10. And you, you get that, that feel. But then you, you do see it that the deep yards, the screen yards, the slot yards are all fairly high up there in terms of rankings. And it's, it is crazy that you see. But my, my biggest issue is... Uh, and. Also, when he played teams like um, Georgia, all right, I know it's Georgia, <laughs> so it's not mm-hmm. really good to go off, but let's just say that that was the best team that they played last season. He was okay. He wasn't great. He was just okay. So yeah. there's your level of competition that he's working against. So he's only done it this year. Because, like, um, in fact, I can go through it for you now. We can go receptions. 
So in his freshman and his sophomore year, he collectively, in terms of receptions, had less than what he had in last season. So in two seasons, mm-hmm. he had less receptions than he did in one, which is last season. That's mm-hmm. what I mean, that you, you haven't seen it. And, and then touchdowns in those two seasons, three touchdowns. Then last season, seven. So he's doubled it in one year. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a case of, because uh, you always want to see that, that upward spiral, the upward progression. You haven't got that with Robinson. You've just got this this one year, this this way, and we've seen it where people, you know, we've seen it before where there are quarterbacks that do it for one season and everybody wants to say he's a first-round quarterback. Happened last year. Yeah. Like you get a one-year wonder and suddenly he's a fit. So you, you, you can't. You need to, especially for the first-round um, types, even even day two types as well, because I wouldn't say he's a day two type, is that you just want to see a, a, a level of perform- consistent performance and it getting better with each season. You haven't got that. I mean, he's, he certainly goes against the type of player that um, the Cowboys' defence want to defend against because, uh, uh, Mike, it may have been yourself, but I think the UK account put up that there are three cornerbacks over six uh, yeah. four. Yeah. And yeah. We, we have we have every single one of them. So he he doesn't seem like a type that scares Dan Quinn. Um whether whether that's not what Quinn sets his defence up to do or not is a different story, but um the five foot eight thing that that's not something you can um, you can get better at obviously. You're you're never. I mean, I get that the jump is there. But yeah, it is. he does. He does high point quite well. I don't. I don't see him coming down with a fade route at the back of the end zone. Mm. Certainly against the taller corners. Um, you're going to have to scheme for him properly. I mean, would you say day three, fourth round, um, fifth round, maybe? You know what no. rang grade I've given Wardale is yeah three. Third three. Solid rang, three. Round three. Just at the very end of the round, three grades. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. it's more physical attributes, one year, one year wonder. That's the problem yeah. you've got with him. Um apart from that, you know, if if you said that you didn't have to worry about the other seasons and it's just this one, concentrate on. You could bump him up another round and be like, because that, that, he right. is good at what he does, but you haven't. We, we no. li- that's in a vacuum. We don't live in a vacuum. Yeah. That's basically my take on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, nobody hates a small sample size more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> 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 small sample size. Said it often enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the last guy we're going to look at, and um, this, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, might, might also feed into the one season wonder. Christian Watson, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. I is, like a, is a wide receiver who's been climbing up the boards consistently for the last couple of months and has been, has been growing at all stages. So, mm-hmm. yeah. if you want to, if you want to give us your thoughts there. 
Yeah, I, I know what you say, and of, as well, FCS. So you got to think of the level. Yeah. Of like playing cornerbacks that are, you know, they're off doing other jobs as well, and then coming in to play games on a Saturday. But yeah, yeah. they're not yes. quite doctors, dentists, accountants, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a great season last season again. Um, slightly, I would say, different with Robinson because his freshman year wasn't so bad. You were like, mm, okay, you know, especially FCS level, you'd want to see more. Even yeah. when you talk about this season, you want to see more. Um, but yeah, he, there, there is that. But the the climb more than anything, you just need to go and look at the car. He literally is one of the guys that did the most to yeah. uh, help himself out in the combine. And I'll, I'll go through it and you, you'll just be like blown away by it. So a height weight is, is totally fine. 6'4", 208, and you go, okay. Wingspan, arm length is in the, the top 60th percentile. So you go, yeah, okay, hand size the same. So then you go 10-yard um, split of 146, right? Yeah. Now at 6 foot 4 and 208 pound, that 10-yard yeah. split is just like you're like i don't even know what to do with that and then he yeah. runs a four three six now there was a lot of people yeah. running the four threes at wide receiver um mm -hmm. this was one of the guys but he finishes it off with a broad jump of 136 so he's not that yeah. far off um a certain cornerback who used to play for the cowboys and a vert of 38 and a half these mm. are all in the 90th all those numbers i gave you are 90 all in plus the percentile Easy, yeah. Some of them in 98, yeah. 97s. So that's the reason for the climb. And so then people start mm. um, looking at the tape and start putting it all together. Um, yeah. I do like Watson a lot. Um, yeah. Good he senior bowl as well. agrees with you. Yeah, he, 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 um, he went to the senior bowl, helped himself out massively there as well. FCS again, you know, like with Trevor Penn in yeah. as a guy that cropped up. Watson yeah. is the same as that. That um yeah, so he comes in, so he's up against, you know, top tier, you know, play if you like this that's going mm -hmm. into the track. And he 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 plays absolutely fine. There was no issues there. He just carried on playing. Um the only issue I would say is his deep ball catching. Yeah. That he's not a handsy guy, he likes to try and play to his chest. And I'm not a big fan of that. Because that obviously shows you um, issues of catching of hands, uh, all the rest of it. In mm -hmm. terms of at the on the deep ball tracking, absolutely great. Um, can find it and keep his eye located. Uh, and because he's got the, the the height, the weight, the speed, uh, the explosive enough to get deep, um, which is important. And because he, he is, as we say, he's fat, he's rapid. That yeah. some, uh, especially at that size, you can lose track of where you are and where the ball is and where the defenders are. But he doesn't. He keeps locating and being able to find it. Um, and contested catch, contested catch, not a problem either. He 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 does <laughs> all of that. But hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's a bit of a funny one with Watson because again, you're. you're you're looking at the physical uh, uh, and the combine testing numbers, and you're like, wow. And then you see that he's playing FCS level, and he's doing fine. He's doing all right. 
the issue that he's not like with Trevor Penning, as you mentioned, is that he's just not as dominating in his position as Penning is. That you 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 want to see him be that that over. We mentioned it before. The over competitive dad playing his kids. He's not quite yeah. that. He's not quite there. Yeah, very true. Um, I did want to talk to you about. Um, you've been doing Mike's Monday mock draft. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to pull it up here. Yes, and I just got <laughs> it. So you've done this for the last two weeks, and yes. obviously. Last week you took was it? It was Kenyon Green. Um, first one, and then uh, last week's one or yesterday's one. Yesterday was, was De- Devin De- Lloyd. Devin Lloyd. Yeah. So Just some slight changes earlier on yeah. in the draft mixes it up a bit. Yeah. So given that the the, the guys you drafted after this were. Mm-hmm. Or were Traylon Burks, Boye Maffey, Jameson Williams, Kenyon Green, Travis Jones, Sky Moore, Bernhard Raymond, and Kobe Dean. I know. So, what what was the thinking behind going with Devin Lloyd? Because I mean, we, I think a couple of weeks ago we we indicated that Kobe Dean would be, would the, be the better pick. linebacker of choice. Yeah. Hundred percent. The only uh, thing I was thinking with the Devon Lloyd is he, unlike Nakobe Dean, Devon Lloyd will give you, and it kind of kills two birds with one stone with Devon Lloyd with mm-hmm. that particular pick if he's there. Um, yeah, and you know this is obviously is that he gives you sack production and a lot of it. Yeah. When you think you pair him with Micah Parsons, that's a killer. That, that's a killer. Uh, duo, if you like, but if you was to, if I was in the war room and I was really doing it, I would take Nicobe Dean over Devon Lloyd. Yeah. So, Graham, any have you any thoughts on Christian Watson as a wide receiver or Christian Watson? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... or... Or, or, or shall we shall we shall we wrap it up? Um, nothing that you guys have probably already covered. Um, yeah. No, let's just let's just wrap yeah. because to be honest, I haven't. I've probably been yeah. over all grounds. To be perfectly honest, no, that's, <laughs> that, that that that's totally fair. Um, but as 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 we said, look if. We mentioned Mike's Monday mock draft there. So, is there anyone you would have considered from the guys that were drafted after, instead of taking Devin Lloyd, would you, or would or would you have made the the Devin Lloyd pick? I would have taken Boy Matha. <laughs> Honestly, I think Boy Matha, and I know Jeff Cabot who was on there. Uh, yeah. was like, mm, I don't know, but I, I I'm still a big fan. There's more mm. variance in his. He's got more repertoire. To what Carl yeah. uh, Aftis has. Carl Aftis is that, that power um, bull yeah. rushing type. And I just think that we've tried that game before and it didn't really work out um, yeah. under the name of Taco. Um, <laughs> let's, yeah. let's and I just want to say more. Yeah. It's like saying Beetlejuice. Yeah. I would take my thing. I, and I would personally, I would take Nakobe Dino over Devon Lloyd, but. 
Yeah. You know, like with these mock drafts, you try and do something a bit different than, you know, so they don't yeah. become the same, not doing the same things. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> didn't we take a, a Traylon Burks type player at 24 not so long ago? Hmm. There you go. <laughs> as much as it, uh, as much as is it this turn post is this, <laughs> is, is, is this the same player who was drafted at the same spot of number twenty four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there um, we go. I did notice, Mike, that Kenyon Green went to my my dad's team at twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. That would probably kill me. Whether whether Mike did that deliberately. Or, did he do that deliberately? Who yeah, knows? I did. I, did. Oh. I, did. I, I was th- I was thinking of you as I was doing it and giggling. <laughs> um, so we certainly Aaron Rodgers wouldn't thank you for it. I think Aaron Rodgers yeah. needs all the wide receiver help he can get. Yeah, I know, yeah. He threw a party again. Yeah. So uh so Joe and DJ Dog have uh, have a couple of questions here. In so DJ Dog said if Karloff just is the one guy is the one guy he throws pen at if we drafted at 24. So DJ Dog is out on Karloftis. And then Joe, Joe is asking us, with the fifth round pick we got for Cooper, would we go after a kicker? So I'm guessing you're looking at either Cade York from LSU or Cameron Dicker out of Texas with those with that pick. Mm. Would, that, would that be something either of you guys would look at, considering Chris Nagger is our kicker right now? It's possible. I think they'll use one of them fifth round uh, compensatory picks um, mm. in, on the special teams. That's yeah. what I think. G? Uh, yeah. Do you need to draft the kicker? It's true. Can you not pick up a kicker as undrafted, as, as a walk-on? Or well, if, if you look at it last year, Evan McPherson, I think, was drafted in the third round. Just give me one second, or fifth round. Um, I'm just trying to pull it up. So, uh, Evan McPherson drafted in the fifth round. Five, five zero five. I mean, if there's Traffic a guy out there that's nailing, if there's a guy out there that's nailing ninety percent of his kicks, yeah, then perhaps. But you know, I mean, I, I think as it stands now, we have so many positions to fill. Um, yeah, there will be kickers on the street. There will be kickers. There will be undrafted kickers. Mm. Um, I think if we could go and get maybe another linebacker or a wide receiver, yeah. um, maybe we get some defensive end help rather than yeah. taking a kicker because I think you can. I mean, you can effectively go week to week with kickers. There's that. Yeah. There's that many of them. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can keep a kicker until he makes a mistake, cut him, and then go and get somebody else. And there's that many of them. Um, yeah. Now, if there was if there was positional help at defensive end or linebacker or wide receiver, I'd much rather take one of them. Um, yeah. If there's a guy hitting ninety percent, maybe. But you know, it's it's not. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where Joe's coming from. Like, yeah. I mean, we all sat and watched, um, like, tortured 
basically. <laughs> by by <laughs> missing both and extra points. I get where he's coming from, and it's, it's a valid question, but yeah. I think you can be patient on kicker. Um, yeah. they're, they're, have a competition, basically. Take somebody undrafted, pull, mm-hmm. pull a veteran off the street. Um, are you gonna get? Are you gonna get a ninety percent kicker in the fifth round? I don't know. Mm. Yeah, which is fair. So I think we're nearly an hour and a half in. So I'd say it is time to wrap up. Mike has had to has had to pop off there um, and do daddy duty. So Graham, I'm gonna you to to do the uh, the the shout out to our sponsors. Just give me one second if I can find it. There we go. Yep, so if you're planning to go and see Kenyon Green at AT&T Stadium this year, make sure to, to book it through UK Cowboys. And they will treat you like royalty. Um, they, they basically map out your entire visit for you and they, they know exactly what they're doing. Don't leave with a chance. If you're only going to the one game, make sure you make it a good one. And of course, if you use the, the discount code UK Cowboys, I've heard you get something, Brian. What, what is it you get? Um, chocolate pudding. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate pudding and a portable fridge for your phone. <laughs> Poor Rich Jones still has not recovered from that. But as he would say, don't be a clown. Get free stuff. Get free stuff. And as we say, look, all of our fellow content creators, the team over at the Dallas Cowboys Media, and the guys at 105.3 The Fan, and the girls, of course, at Blogging The Boys as well. So make sure to give them a follow. Um, I believe Mike is back on Thursday night with um, Dave Hellman to discuss the draft a little bit further. But for me, it is a good night. And I'll pass it over to you, Graham, to say. Um, I, just, um, I just wonder what number Kenny Green will wear, that's all. He's not, he's, not wearing, he's not wearing two or three, I know that. 53 is av- 52 is available. Paul was kicking off in the group about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, good night from us, folks. See you next time.